Welcome to Conversations with the Unseen. My name is Andy. And my name is Laura. And in December 2019, we began an amazing and completely unexpected journey conversing with beings from the unseen world which has totally transformed our lives. And here we are, after hundreds and hundreds of hours of conversations, doing what our non-physical friends have been encouraging us to do, sharing their message with others who may be interested. So let's dive in. Hello, dear friends. Hello, Mexicans. So today we have with us Aurika, my dear, 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 dear friend, Aurika. Um, and Aurika is somebody who um, is a real um, catalyst um, and supporter and uh, playmate for me, not just personally, but also in wizard school. And so... Um, I really love that she has chosen to say yes to the invitation to come and play um, with uh, you and I on the podcast, Mexicans. Welcome, Ulrika. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here and I'm so curious what we'll talk about. And so thank you so much for inviting me. And I can't say how grateful I am for being part of the community, the wizard school, everything, being able to learn from the Mexicans and practice with everyone together. So thank you so much. Yeah, we were saying earlier, Ulrika, what did we do before the Mexicans? Um, and I guess that's a real testament to just how much there is a contrast for us, like how much life has changed for us both. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it, it feels like it has accelerated everything and has kind of, I mean, like for me, the most valuable or one of the most valuable things I think that is coming out of this whole journey is to be brought back to my inner being and learning how to connect with that, learning to ask it everything, you know, and, um, and, and being led by the inner being rather than by the ego mind and that has been incredibly healing for me so far and I'm so curious kind of what that actually will do once that connection is even stronger and I have a, you know and I have the ability to easily you know use energy communication and things like that like yesterday I was listening to something about trauma and they were talking about plant-based medicine and and one of them talked about how the indigenous people actually because they were he asked one of the shamans how they knew from those thousands of plants to pick those two and to boil them together for eight hours or whatever and the the shaman said to him well the plants told me and I thought whoa you know <laughs> I would love to be able to get my information about anything through the energy so yes I'm very kind of curious excited and yeah you know just yeah happy to be on this trip with you all I love that it reminds me of um, when I make Andy poached eggs and he says how long do they take and I say the eggs tell you um <laughs> anyway so Mexicans what would you like to explore and talk with us about today? We are 
inspired by the concept of shamanic eggs. And perhaps this is a, an opportunity to build upon what you have been describing as your journeys using our perspective to expand your own awareness and to create for yourselves a more conscious experience of being human and we would say this is a choice and it is a choice that is open to all who wish to take it and you both have made that choice you are able to describe the difference in how you navigate the world of form, which can be challenging in so many ways. And this, of course, is intentional. It is no accident that there would be challenges as you come into form and experience the contrast from where you came from, the world of energy and oneness and love as you step into the physical dimension and are aware of an environment that is completely opposite to what is true, limiting your awareness to the senses and the senses being part of the illusion. And so we would say the journey that you describe is an energetic one. It is a journey of tuning in to that non-physical self, that non-physical essence of who you really are, unique and perfectly imperfect expression of great spirit. And the journey of coming into form and remembering that that is who you are creates a very different experience of being in the world of form. And this is what you describe. And perhaps today's conversation can be an invitation to others to make that choice for themselves. And we wonder, before you made that choice, what was it 
that was preventing that from happening for you both? What was keeping you from aligning and living life aligned with who you really are? I guess what for me, I can now see that the ego was in charge. The ego thought there was a problem because it didn't like what it was creating. And the ego thought it was its job to fix it. And that just kept me going round and round and round in endless circles where I was utterly bewitched and hypnotized by the world of effects, by the by the senses, what the senses were showing me. And so a misunderstanding. Uh, yes. <laughs> Um, I think I was, like Laura, so I was so over-identified with my ego and all the thoughts that the ego produced that, and I didn't have, I didn't realize that there was such a thing as an inner being. And I remember listening to other people talking about it and thinking, oh, that would be nice. You know, I would love to have an inner being. I don't know whether I do. And took me probably a year or two of just kind of going in and out of, or maybe even longer. I think this is because I always had a yearning. So I think there was always a yearning to find something like this, but I didn't quite know how to get there. So I, because it came from the ego, right? So, or the ego was in charge. I don't know, maybe it interfered like that. So there was always this yearning. So I would be reading about things and listening to things, but I didn't really believe that that was true for me. And so that took a couple of years. And then I kind of thought, okay, I probably have an inner being, but my ego decided, well, but if it's your inner being, that can't be a good inner being. So we better get somebody else's inner being instead because of one of the programs that the ego was, is, was carrying quite strongly was this idea of not being good enough, right? So, so obviously then from the ego's perspective, the inner being kind be good enough either so that's kind of funny now so that took me a while to get over but I, I was then slowly on that path and um but I think yeah for me it was mainly that kind of misunderstanding and thinking I am the ego and it's such a painful misunderstanding yes because it, I don't know about you for Erika but for me it was like that sense of like hopelessness powerlessness struggle effort I'm doing it wrong I need to try harder what's wrong with me why can other people do it and it's like and it's not working for me and so it didn't really create like a life of ease and joy and lightness yeah absolutely I mean that was the same for me and and I think I guess my ego uh, is relatively capable so I still managed to kind of be successful if you, you know, want to call it but it kind of came at a really high price of just being so exhausted and feeling so alone in it all and just pushing 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 and then kind of also falling like in a sense of hopelessness and and then feeling also like a fraud you know because of my work you know working with people and and not being able to sleep and all this kind of stuff that kind of came with living from the ego mind and um yeah and it, it is a really really painful existence to be identified with it because it's 
it can be good, but it's never really good, right? And it's never really free. It's it's okay, right? But who wants to live a life that is okay? I mean, that doesn't inspire me particularly. And then also looking to experts, hoping that they could help me, you know, like learning their system and then every single time being disappointed because it didn't work. And then also another part of me saying, oh, F this. It's okay to say fuck here. Oh, okay, good. Yes, fuck this, you know. I'm not doing this. This sounds stupid, you know. So, and that obviously didn't leave the ego in a good place either. And many will relate to these words. Having the yearning, feeling that life is physically and materially acceptable. For many it is not, of course. For many, they have what they would term success. And yet, they may not feel fulfilled. They may not feel successful. And we would say the reason for that is these external physical factors are unable to bring that sense of fulfillment. It is an energy, it is an alignment that brings these feelings and this sense of being who you really are in the world of form. And being free and feeling free to express that. And so many will, we feel sure, resonate with these words, these descriptions. And so if those listening are Hearing these descriptions, how to proceed? How would one move from a position of not feeling fulfilled by the world of form and feeling perhaps frustrated to feeling more? Peaceful. What has been your experience? I think for me, it was kind of practicing to connect with the inner being and, um, and just kind of being introduced to the idea that I was identified with the ego or led by the ego. And, and then to keep practicing. Okay, so that's one perspective. What's the other perspective? And the ego did not initially do, do this quite willingly always, but um, over time it, be, you know, it, be, it has become easier and easier. Um, so for me, it would be practicing it, you know, making, finding a way of having something in your life 
that anchors it in because the hardest bit for me was like I kept forgetting because it's so automatic um, to keep going to the ego and because it's so fast, right? We get these thoughts in our head and we're used to them, so we go with them. So it was kind of creating something. For me, it was meditation. I like meditation, so I would kind of start doing that in the meditation. Um, and then after a while, I added other things just to ask the inner being, even though, I mean, I guess in the meditation, what I kept practicing was to notice how the inner being speaks to me. So I had to kind of familiarize myself with how I feel it in my body when the inner being kind of creates the energy of yes or no. And I just kind of familiarize myself for a long time with that. And then slowly I would start asking kind of questions about minor decisions like I don't know I don't remember like stuff that doesn't matter you know like for some people that may be food for others it may not be I, it could be about do I want to exercise or not like things that don't have um, much consequences you know many consequences either way <clears throat> and um, yeah so so then it's the, it for me it was that slow process of just kind of remembering it more doing it more and then also because at the beginning I could only ask yes or no questions and now I kind of feel much more comfortable with the idea of asking open questions. And, um, and, I, and I experience it then as having an insight all of a sudden. So, and through that, I guess what works for me is also very much is kind of to, whenever the ego gets triggered and it kind of gets and I experience negative, so-called negative feelings, I would sit down with my ego, try and find out what is bothering it. So in that moment, I'm already not identified with it any longer, but I kind of look at it as a different part of me. And um, and then, then I would kind of, I'm because of my training, I'm a psychologist, right? So I'm always curious about the belief system. So I would want to know from my ego, kind of to try and know what, what it believes. But then I would just sit there with it and kind of feel the feeling and be compassionate with the ego. And that really works for me. It kind of calms the ego down. And then I can have a conversation with my inner being without the interference of the ego. And, um, and that's now where I then get the inner being's perspective. And to me, this has become such a powerful way of being because it just shifts something in like this energy of, or the program immediately, or usually it does. And, um, and it feels so liberating and exciting. So actually now I, I have, st I, and that's a big deal for me because it wasn't like that for a long time. Now I welcome it in when the ego is in trouble, you know, so because it, I know now that it will liberate me more and I would, and it's an opportunity. So and that has been a massive shift in my quality of life as well as in, in as like, and, and how calm I feel and peaceful I feel in my life, so, which is wonderful. The journey continues, and it may be worth explaining from our perspective how we interpret the terminology that you use in using the word ego. Many listening may have an interpretation of the word that is different from ours. And we would say the word ego is representing the human self, the human perspective. 
and is based on a very limited understanding of what is occurring in any given moment, limited by the senses that provide information to the human mind uh, that is a fraction of what is occurring outside of its awareness. The inner being is an expression of your non-physical self, who you are beyond form. And this is, of course, beyond what it is possible for the human self to understand. It is who you are as an expression of great spirit, eternal and infinite. I really liked what you said, Odika, about practice. What I love about this is the simplicity. Like fundamentally, there's a perspective that will come from the ego or a perspective that will come from the inner being. And our job is to discern which is the inner being and which is the, the ego. And for me, it's like you said, it's that practice, it's the remembering and it almost feels like the automatic default reaction is to look to the outside and what we've been training the ego mind to do is to begin to look inside. Like, who am I being to create this as my experience? And now that this is here, how do I choose to respond? Um, and I loved what you said about beginning to welcome things in more because there are things that used to challenge me that I would just like I can knock off at the pass and in fact sometimes the the um the chatter of the ego can seem quite funny um there's still things that like for sure that catch me and I think that this is a journey it's not like a one-time thing it's something that it's a moment to moment practice and I guess it's like if we were to stop all of our like stop the the ways that we're practicing um it would be easy to then just be like oh well I ended up back aligned with the ego again because it feels like we're looking to shift the dominant energy from being aligned with the ego to being aligned with the inner being and that feels easier we were talking recently about how it can be really, what can be a space of real ease for one person is a space of like impossible goddamn challenge for another um, because we all come in with our own programs. We would say that discerning the difference between the human perspective and the inner being's perspective is the more straightforward part of the practice. The human perspective can be identified by its energy and its alignment with certain perspectives, usually 
based on fear or some derivative of fear. Judgment, anger, worry. And also the belief in separation. And this is part of the illusion that the inner being is experiencing in the world of contrast that where it has come from and still exists in the non-physical, there is no separation. And in this experience of being human, it seems like there is a separate I and others. And we often refer to these others as apparent others because this is how the experience seems. It does seem like there are these others when in fact, energetically, they are all expressions of the one. And so in many ways, these apparent others are you as you look around. And of course the illusion is something else. The more challenging part of the practice is perhaps to align with the inner being's perspective, which is always loving and non-judgmental and sees the oneness, experiences the oneness. And this simple truth, very profound truth, is the answer to what the human self may call problems, challenges, difficulties, to align with this perspective of love and oneness and to allow the present moment to be as it is. Trusting the perfection in the present moment. Yeah, I love that idea of trusting the, I mean, like of accepting and trusting the present moment. And when you started talking about the difference between the ego and the inner being, it kind of reminded me of one of the challenges that I had at the, at the beginning, that my ego really enjoyed being angry and didn't see a point in not being angry <laughs> because it kind of felt quite justified and energized, I guess, by some, some things. And it took me a while to kind of to realize that it's not serving me. And, and, and so I, for a long time, I would let my alignment be undermined by that because I would then realign with the ego instead of the inner being. And, um, and I, I imagine that quite a few people have egos 
that maybe you also don't see the point in feeling good all the time because something horrible is happening in the world. So you should feel angry, right? Because of that separation that the ego feels, then it feels like it's belonging to other people. It will be talked about yesterday, right? And um, and and yeah, and it's a bit of a learning and a journey for the ego as well to realize that that doesn't really help and that it is actually better because I think my ego assumed that it's more powerful when it's angry and obviously anger feels better than fear but it's still not powerful really it's kind of this impotent power I guess and um, I mean like impotent rage that kind of feels powerful but doesn't get you anywhere and yeah, and it took this ego a while to kind of get on board with the idea of coming from love. And now I can see for myself, this is the most powerful way I can be because I, um, I have peace and I'm grounded and I can come from my inner being and can come from that place in me that actually gives me true power. Um, and um, yeah, and, and being able to accept what's happening in the moment, that certainly was not easy for me at all. And I remember in my early 20s, somebody gave me the book Loving What Is by Byron Katie, and I just looked at the title and thought, I just threw it away. I mean, like I threw it into my, my shelf, but I never looked at it for another 20 years. And it took me a really long time to appreciate acceptance because I also misunderstood it from the ego's perspective completely. It seemed like a condoning and uh, again, being powerless, right? Um, and I love yeah, that. How, how beautiful it feels once you can accept the moment and realize it's just the energy that needs to shift. I love that, the simplicity. I too had this, uh, the same reaction with like um, Biden, Katie or BK is like, um, well, what four questions are you kidding me on and yet they're so powerful and I guess it reminds me of just the ego always thinks it's much more complicated than it actually is you know I'm thinking about the example you had recently of um flown love to the the guy uh the caretaker guy when they, he was pissed at the children and actually, it's like what you were able to create, what showed up by you not being angry, but by you flowing love to him and just being, it is what it is, um, was probably for some, like, they would say, that's a miracle. Because every, like, the ego would be like, you should tell him, that's unacceptable, don't take that. It's like, what, you're going to allow him to speak to your children like that? What, are you some kind of pushover? And it's there with all this stuff. And you were so, because, you know, the Mexicans were saying about discerning and aligning. And I was thinking, yep, discerning's really easy. We feel like shit. <laughs> it's like aligning is, um, is the journey, like coming from that alignment. But it was so inspiring listening to you um, tell, tell that story. I wonder if you would be willing to share it course yes I am willing um so I have um my children were playing in the communal garden of where we live and we have this person who is the manager for the whole street for all the flats in the street and um and he is I would normally describe him as quite grumpy <laughs> and we have in our not so kind days called him the troll because he has <laughs> he has his um office in the basement that we use and have to go through to go into the into the garden, 
And, and so the kids were in the garden playing football and, but didn't shoot any windows or anything like that. They were just doing training and were quiet. I couldn't hear them normally hear everything in the garden, but he um, went out and complained that they were kicking the balls too loudly and blah, blah. And it was in the late afternoon. So nobody was, you know, not working hours or anything like that. And, um, and so my initial response, the ego did get angry, but then I thought, you know what, actually it's not worth it. I don't want to lose my well-being over someone that is just part of my street. You know? So why, why should I? And, and, and I wanted to try something different. So I, so I decided to flow love and the ego had a bit of trouble with it at first. So what helped me then was the ego was more on board when I thought, okay, then we'll send it to his inner being. So the ego could deal with that. He didn't want to send it to his ego. And, um, and then over time it became easier. And actually four or five days later, when the kids went back into the garden and my husband accompanied them, he wanted to talk to him. And the guy came immediately to him and said, oh, I'm so sorry. I had a really bad day. People were complaining all day about noise. Your kids were not too noisy. I'm really sorry. It's all fine. And then he even went outside and later and apologized to the children, which that definitely was a bit of a miracle. And, and so, so yeah, it feels, it, it felt like such a cool creation. And actually since then I've been flowing him love every day and I've stopped calling him the troll, <laughs> just call him by his first name in my mind, <laughs> which, um, yeah, so it, and it so it definitely has kind of created more peace and freedom in myself and, um, and it seems to work, right? It's so inspiring. And this would be an example of choosing the path of peace, which is alignment with the inner being, the more loving response, rather than the human self that sees itself as in competition with others and needing to be ahead in some way. it begins to feel that we're just tapping into a different reality. And I'm always reminded of like Mexicans, you talk about you do it to the extent that you do it because there's a never ending journey of discovery around that. And yeah, competition for me has been a big one for this ego. Um, since I've been really small and of course in the back of competition if you think you're not winning then then this ego has gone to being very critical and judgmental when actually what occurs to me is uh, an example from some years ago where Andy was on the phone to me he was really excited telling me about all this great client stuff that he um had just uh, created that day and how much the client was paying him to hang out with them. And I'd had a shitty day and it's like, I remember being really green cheese. And I remember then the ego's judgment of feeling bad for feeling jealous. Um, thankfully it was the phone he didn't notice. And I remember like going home that night and just having this thought, if he can do it, I can do that too. 
And that actually really served me because I really did create something way beyond what I had experienced to that point. And so I guess for me, and I don't know what it's like for you, Rika, you've touched on this. When something comes up from the ego's perspective, which let's face it, is often, it's an invitation to remember, oh, I'm not, I'm not being aligned with my power here. I now see it as more of the ego being the personal trainer, the ego inviting me to remember how powerful I really am and to come from that perspective. Because something you said many times, Mexicans, that has really pissed me off, pissed this ego off big time, is the ego only has the power that you give it. Which when you're completely caught in something, it does not feel like that. And if there had if you had bodies, there would have been times where I'd wanted to thump you. Because it's that's not how it feels, right? I'm, I'm, I can see you be kind of laughing. <laughs> and what is your understanding now of that concept? The ego has as much power as you give it. <laughs> um, and I can still feel like the... Um, there is identification, like, so when I'm caught in something, there is still an identification where I can still feel the ego reacting to that. Um, but the more I practice, the more I'm seeing that, oh, wow, I am really powerful pretending to be weak, pretending that this program is in charge of me, pretending that this program is controlling me. And even seeing myself as being powerful but having forgotten in the moment feels better than I'm doomed and hopeless and it's like, I'm, this is never going to change. Um, so that feels like it's on the path, right? It's a tiny step in the direction that I wish to, to travel in. And so to give the ego power is to believe and align with its perspective. And the ego is powerless if you refuse to do this. If you are aligned with the inner being and experience the world of form from that perspective of knowing that you are everything, you are the universe, that you are love, that you are infinite and therefore infinitely powerful. The ego has no ability to challenge that. That is to withdraw the power from the human self, the human perspective. Something that you shared with me that was so helpful, Mexicans, was that when something keeps coming up in an area, the ego's actually showing you that you're not aligned with who you really are in that area. And I, so for instance, for me around alcohol, um, that would have been an area where I had 
like more alignment with the ego. If one drink felt good, then 10 drinks would feel better. And what I can now really see is that if there is a thought that comes into the awareness, oh, let's have a glass of wine, now I will just align with the inner being. And it's yes or no. And for the vast majority of the time, the ego just accepts the response from the inner being. It doesn't push back. It doesn't question. Um, and that feels so much freer than feeling that you're at the mercy of this persistent thought that just says, have it, have it, have it, have it, have it. And then you have it and it says, can't believe you had it. And what you are describing there is partnership between these two perspectives, the human perspective and the infinite perspective, the non-physical perspective, where there is agreement and trust that the inner being will be the decision maker, will be the leader, and therefore is saving the ego from itself, from its lack of self-control. I think what kind of surprises me is how much the ego now loves being able to ask the inner being and how relieved it feels. And for me, I mean, like one of the areas in my life where I, that, that are an edge that for me is kind of to say no to people or to, yeah, to make a decision that is purely based on what I want, because I guess I grew up wanting to please people from that. I mean, my ego likes that, right? It feels safe like that. And, um, and so when I, anytime when I'm making a decision and I can feel the confusion that I kind of traditionally would feel when I'm aligned with the ego, I kind of remember now, oh, you can ask the inner being and even the ego is like, oh, yay, yeah, we can ask the inner being. <laughs> Thank God it's not up to me. And then, and this is such a relief. And, and then the ego doesn't kick off the normal kind of you should do this no you shouldn't and blah blah you don't want to but you should and yada yada you know the back and forth it just calms down and dies down and then can just go with what the inner being considers to be the right choice in that moment and that feels like such a liberation and and so much more freedom and I guess yeah for me the ego what it always shows me is where I don't have freedom the freedom is one of the big ones that that I crave and and where the ego kind of shows me when I'm out of alignment with that and by showing you you have greater freedom to choose where you align yourself and Ego would have programs running around choosing for yourself, being seen by others as unacceptable, selfish, self-centered. And yet it is the wisest choice to make in any situation to be aligned with your own truth and to follow that rather than Try to please others by meeting their expectations or trying to. 
actually thinking about it now, I, it reminds me that a couple of years ago, again, Byron Katie, she talks a lot about how she just checks in with herself, right? And so she either says yes to herself or yes to the other person, if the inner, her inner being, I guess, also says yes to the other person. And I remember how alien that was to me and how I couldn't understand. I thought, what? How does that work? You know, just kind of, how can that alleviate anything? You know, and it was so frustrating to me for a long time. And it's, and I guess why I wanted to say it now is because having practice aligning with the inner being instead has actually given me given me that kind of freedom and the ease around that and now it seems so normal and natural to do that and so if I can do that I'm just telling that's what I'm saying it that means that everybody else can feel that in them too because that was like a complete beyond and and something that I did not think is a possibility at all and it was just the ego right that couldn't imagine it that's it and it is possible to align with that and to and to find your own voice like that and then kind of connect with the inner being like that and it almost brings us like full circle back to the 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 idea of like the ego that goes round and round and round and round in circles and you know it weighs up the pros and it weighs up the cons and there's the analysis and the evaluation and the speculation and the the creativity around all its fantasy stories and there's something about to just align with the inner being cuts through all of that and it's just there's such a beautiful simplicity I know that Andy and I have had conversations that perhaps would take some people I don't know much longer but our, our conversation would go along the lines of okay what's the question let's both ask the inner being and if we come back and we get alignment it's like job done move on And there you are describing freedom, the freedom to choose, the freedom to align with what is true for you and what the energy is telling you, how the energy is guiding you in that moment. Mexicans. I have loved, loved, loved this conversation. It's been so wonderful um, having Aurika's presence and energy be part of this co-creation. And I wonder, as we come to a close, if there's any final words that you have for us. We acknowledge you both for coming together to have this conversation to be shared with others. It is our intention to be of service to others. And as with many, if not all aspects of this journey, there is more to understand. And this has, we hope, served as an invitation to explore for those listening. I love you, Mexicans. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me because I really enjoyed just reflecting on it and being asked these questions and 
it does give me a sense of being at the beginning of the journey, but it already feels like, wow, it's so exciting. And if, if it's already that good at the beginning, you know, how cool can it be, you know, being on that journey even more? So thank you very, very much. Probably beyond your wildest dream. <laughs> good. <laughs> Until next time. Thank you. Until next time. You've been listening to Conversations with the Unseen. If you'd like to know when there's a new conversation available, then remember to subscribe and also to share it with others. If you'd like to have a written transcript of each conversation, then you'll find this on the website conversationswiththeunseen.com. And if you have a question you'd like us to ask on your behalf, or if you would like to join the mailing list, then you can also do that on the website conversationswiththeunseen.com. Until next time.